0: Aloha mai brothers and sisters all those who are tuning in we'd like to give a warm welcome to all those who are uh, passionate enough to join in and all those who are involved in this uh, beautiful podcast program my name is Lionel Commencement Funaki I come from the humble islands of Tonga and I'm majoring in computer science and minoring in theater and uh, psychology, so still thinking about those two minors. But uh, yes, uh, it's a it's a privilege beyond uh, explanation to be part of this podcast and to have the wonderful opportunity uh, to host it as well. So, uh, like to extend uh, gratitude to the technical team that's uh, behind the scene making all this work. Thank you for your efforts and your support. We want to thank our guest from last Monday's Mentoring Monday podcast, Jonathan Tovey, for our Aloha Friday podcast this week. We will be having Nikki Holbrook as our guest on June the 10th at 3 p.m. Please uh, keep in mind that uh, 3 p.m. refers to Hawaii Standard Time. Uh, next Monday, we will have Lani Pin-, Pin as our guest for our Mentoring Monday podcast on June 13th at 3 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. So uh, it's pretty standard. The time is 3 p.m. Um, for the podcasts that uh, we, we just announced. So uh, we'll get right into it. There's a lot of excitement behind this. There's a lot of uh, anticipation, and I'm really, really excited myself because this touches on a lot of personal aspects of my life. And, and uh, um, just to get into the beef, we'll go ahead and introduce our speaker uh, for today. Uh, and I, I will just uh, take the privilege of, of uh, explaining a little bit about his background before we introduce him to all you. was born in Monterey and raised in Marina, California, by a single mother alongside three brothers. Kiawe is what you would call a sports enthusiast, as he claims sports saved me. He played football and ran track in college at the University of California, Los Angeles. While at UCLA, he started working with underserved high school students, kicking off his passion for advocating for the underrepresented talent. He currently works remotely in Washington State and is a husband and a father to three boys. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, tocos and usos, let us welcome our guest podcast for today, Mr. Chiave Block.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Kave. thank nice you so much sure. for your time. There's a, a lot of gratitude towards the opportunity to be able to have this with you and to be able to talk, conversate, and, you know, uh, talk uh, address a, a lot of, of, of things that many people only wish from a distance But having this this opportunity to actually connect and express and and share uh, your key uh, Experiences in, in, in Google uh, And we'll talk about this later on as we as we go on with with the, the podcast But yes, I, mr. Block. Did I miss anything on your introduction? Um, and you covered
1: it perfectly. I, I uh, just want to make sure that I, I reciprocated the gratitude. I appreciate you all uh, you know asking me for uh, to come to speak with you all, to share my experience, but also giving me the time as well. So uh, very grateful.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Cavi. Uh, this opportunity is 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 not only with me, but with all the students of BYU, Hawaii who are aspiring to uh, um, you know work in the industry that you represent. And without further ado, Mr. Block, Kevin, would you tell us a little bit about your, your you know what you do uh, for a living uh, right
1: mm-hmm. now? Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, currently work at Google. I've been here at Google for um, a little over 10 years now. Um, I'm in the recruiting space. So uh, what well, my current role is, is I head all of our tech recruiting efforts uh, specifically focused on DEI. And uh, by DEI, meaning diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? So the whole focus of my organization uh, is ensuring that uh, we are intentionally going out and recruiting and, and building equitable hiring practices for folks that come from uh, underrepresented groups, right? So whether that be Black Plus, Latinx, uh, women, uh, Native Plus, Native Pacificus, um, we, we have a, a intentional effort focused on that. So. Uh, again, in my current role, uh, I have an organization uh, of about 40 uh, folks that I work with, uh, recruiters, managers, strategists, and everything like that. Uh, and we essentially are 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 here to hire for all of our different product areas. And when I say product areas, meaning uh, YouTube or Chrome or anything like that. So my team hires for all the technical roles uh, for all of those different product areas um, across the Americas.
0: My goodness, that is just a... Uh... A juicy bunch of information. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, gee, you're like describing the ingredients that go inside that hamburger, and <laughs> oh, thank you so much it for. you me that.
1: hungry now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I got a bottle of water here. Um, <laughs> Helped me throughout this. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to Lay. Thank you for the bottle of water and uh, uh, Chris. Um, t- so. F- f- just with what you just explained, it's apparent that Google and its employees have to pass through you, or in other words, you pick what makes Google Google, right? And all its parent companies, and that is just mind-boggling. Um, to you know, tell tell us a little bit more about uh, your background, where you where, you, where your yeah. ancestry is from. Uh, I know that a lot of people are, are gonna be interested in, in that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Afkasi, um, half Samoan, uh, and then my mom is um, half white and Filipino. Um, the, the I think the confusion in, in my last name, my mom um, was adopted, uh, so I wasn't raised uh, with my Samoan father, but I, I, uh, I'm still very, very close with my Samoan family, so I fully identify with my Samoan family. Uh, my mother was born in Hawaii, um, hence the Hawaiian name, Um, but uh, I know uh, it definitely can be some confusing uh, as far as looking at the name and then uh, seeing me and trying to figure out what exactly I am. So um, (laughs) identity-wise, yeah, I'm just another Uso.
0: Hey, (laughs) for sure, man. You got the heart of Uso, the looks, and the the name as well. (laughs) All right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's only fair to mention that a lot of, inter, uh, you know, interested BYU students and for those of them who are connecting with us, they're really interested in what you have to say about Google's uh, vision, Google's expectations. We're not just talking about any, you know, just we're not just talking about a regular business here. This is one of the most powerful, most influential uh, companies in the world, and you... Have an important role to pick who contributes to the mission statement and the vision of Google. That's mm-hmm. that's by far just amazing and mind-boggling. Uh, Mister Mister Block, would you share with us uh, in general what Google looks for in terms of of supporting their products, in terms of developing mm-hmm. their products? You know, if you could share a little bit about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I'll um, I'll touch on a couple of different things here. So I might you might have to steer me back if needed, but oh, no, um, let, let's let's first start with just the general recruiting process, right? So uh, there are different avenues or what we call channels on folks that uh, can get into Google, right? So there's your your general um, application, right? Like you see a job posting online, you apply, right? That's one of our our channels or uh, our avenues. So our online uh, pipeline we also have employee referrals or some employee referrals is a big thing at google because the the focus uh, or the thought process behind that is um good people know good people right so that's another avenue uh and then one of our other avenues is um what we call like general sourcing right uh, and and when you think of sourcing think of that more so as like um we, we kind of attribute that to the headhunters right or or the folks that are, are doing the cold calling so uh, and 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 what you're going to find is that, um, you know, as as prestigious as Google is, there's still a large chunk of our recruiting uh, industry, or, or you know, within our organization, that focuses on that stage, right, or that that phase of sourcing. And and again, what that means is essentially, you know, imagine uh, you're very uh, happy currently in, in BYU in Hawaii, right? But you know, you have another school that is really looking to get you to join them. So they're going to be reaching out to you, calling you, emailing you, you know, Lionel, I would love for you to come on over and join us at UCLA, right? Like, what can I do to get you to come over here, right? And, and that type of activity, that that's very, very common within the tech industry, right? So when when you're thinking of, you know, what are we looking for and everything like that, what we also want to do is flip that back, right, On on what are you as a candidate looking for? Right. Like, you know, what types of things in a company are you looking for? What types of projects are you looking to work on? What types of uh, problems are you looking to solve? Right. So so there's a lot of different avenues, again, and how people can just come. in. Now, now back to, to the other part of your question of like, what are we looking for? Um, that's a very, very broad question. Right. And I think <laughs> um, there's definitely not enough time to truly answer that. But I would, what I will say is that. Uh, what I what I what I like to break down more so is that within Google, throughout the tech industry, you don't need just a computer science degree, right? We have more roles and more opportunities that are, that are outside of just pure engineering, right? So you know, you look at my role for example. Um, I have a history degree, right? I, I my only understanding of computers was going on it in college and going on MySpace, right? um that was as far as as, as coding that i ever did right so as far as again what we're looking for um, again that changes depending on the type of role that you're looking for right uh whether it's on on the technical side right software engineering right we're looking to see how you can code right how how can you develop massive and complex software systems right um and then you know thinking of the the non-technical side again the role that i'm in within people Right. We have, uh, you know, our team focused on people, which essentially what you would look at is as general uh, as human resources, right, or H.R. Like that essentially all sits within people. We have legal, we have sales, uh, marketing, uh, finance, everything like that. So uh, a lot of different uh, types of career focuses right? that, that you can achieve here at Google, but also across all the different tech industries. And, um, you know, again, for, for a high level, if we're, if we're thinking of an engineer, some of the things that they're looking at is they're they're really going to look at your, your coding ability, right? So think of it as uh, what is your role-related knowledge, right? So thinking of that specific role, how can you display your knowledge of that type of role, right? Now, if we're thinking of something non-technical, one of the things that we really look at is what we call GCA or general cognitive ability, which essentially means how smart are you, right? How good are you at problem solving? Um, You know, what is your thought process? And in doing that, a lot of the questions that we ask within interviews are open-ended questions, right? Questions that there's no right or wrong answer, but the intention of doing that is really just to look and see how you solve problems and how you think through things. So, uh, again, I know that was a lot, um, but uh, it was still pretty high level, but, Hopefully they gave you a general understanding of kind of like what we look for when we're talking
0: to folks. Oh, yeah. That was that was more than the question in itself. And that is <laughs> that is definitely what we need. Thank you so much. You mentioned Perfect. that you have a history degree. Yeah, sir. Sure. <laughs> Man, that is awesome. So from a history degree to now being the director of tech recruiting in Google, you've come a long way. That, that, that's, oh, that's yeah we have people here who are tuning in who also have history degrees and that. other degrees in other areas that uh, have nothing to do with computer science and you also mentioned Absolutely. something about google not just looking for technical computer skills but also you know other other trades other uh, expertise that that, that you guys focus on as well and that's my that's mind-blowing because there's there's like this stereotype outside in mm-hmm. general public where if you associate anything with google it's got to be you know geeky it's got to be a certain mm-hmm. type of nerdy kind of you know vibe mm-hmm. in order to you know fit into the picture of what google is but you just you explained that it's it's more than just software engineers. It's it's a it's it's a company that involves diversity in terms of jobs to support their their uh, their their mission statement and their products, and that is amazing. Because every time I think about Google, I I think tech, I think computers, I think coding, I think you know uh, just pure screens and you know black. Yeah. Uh, background <laughs> white text running, you know. <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure if the movie's giving us an accurate perception of, of that, but uh, that's <laughs> what people generally think when they see Google or when they associate someone's profession, someone's mm-hmm. job with Google. And and you, your journey, where you are right now, is a statement that echoes the fact that Google doesn't only need a certain, you know, mm-hmm. set of, of of talents. It needs a lot more than that, and that is, that is just amazing. Uh, history degree to now being the director of recruitment in Google. Uh, that is that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, yeah,
1: it's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a blessing for sure. And I'd say, um, you know, think, thinking of because uh, again, I, I had our, our technical recruiting side where my team is looking for all the, uh, you know, technical roles that we're looking to fill. And then I have a peer next to me that is is leading um, essentially the same thing, but all for our non-technical, right? So, um, you know, we have large hiring aspirations every year uh, and and it crosses all different things. And as far as my specific background and focusing on history, I think, um, you know, I was one of those college students that I had no idea what I wanted to do, right? I thought I was going to go to the NFL or I thought I was going to run track professionally. So I didn't really put a lot of thought into uh, and obviously this isn't the right way to do it. I didn't put a lot of thought into, you know, what my future would be if that didn't happen. And I think uh, I've been very, very blessed to be able to fall into this. But uh, I think essentially how it came out was after college, uh, knowing that I didn't go professional and everything, uh, I, I I got into sales and I got into uh, managerial training. Right. So I was an enterprise a car focusing. Uh, there was a management training program there where uh yeah, I got a lot of great training, but it was also focused on sales. Now what that did was open up the door um, that I was able to apply those types of skills into this current role. Right. And and you know, thinking of sales, if, if I try to tie that directly into recruiting, the recruiting piece, right? That you know, I was talking about that sourcing channel, right? That headhunting channel, right? That's you know, being comfortable and making those cold calls and everything. So the intention there was how could I take these skills that I can apply in my previous experience and apply that. Uh, into this new world. And I think as a also as a former athlete, the mindset that I had was um, obviously I'm very, very competitive and and I can see the type of life that tech can provide for my family. Um, so I, I went all in and, and my my thought process was, again, like an athlete. How do I be better than everybody else? Right. Obviously, while well, doing it the right way. But how do I take that and, and take all these opportunities and, and continue to drive and build uh, a life for my family that I didn't have? So um, I think it's rooted uh, a lot in, obviously, the way that I was raised, um, you know, my experience, my background and everything. But, uh, you know, tying that into, uh, you don't need a certain type of degree to get into Google, right? It's, you know, how can you develop those types of skills that are necessary and apply it uh, into the role that you would like to do, right? So for example, um, you know, there's a lot of folks, uh, engineers, software engineers that, Completely sit, switch uh, career focuses, right? Ten years out of college, right? They they have degrees in in business or whatever, but then they switch and and, and focus on the engineering piece. So, all all, all that to say is, um, if you could apply those skills, um, you'll you'll definitely have an opportunity.
0: Wow! Thank you so much for uh, talking about that. Uh, a vast amount of our audience, I can imagine, are also those who are not in the technical field but are in fields that are are really important to run an organization uh, including Google man that is that is just that is just really interesting and uh, a lot of interesting facts to take into consideration um Absolutely. what are what are some of the one uh, of what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced uh, when you were you know, developing those skill sets to be marketable as an asset to one of the most important companies in 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 the history of mankind? Like, what are some?
1: Yeah. Um, one of the most difficult things I would say, um, uh, it, it was more so really just learning corporate America, right? Like learning, learning how how things function, how, how things work, right. How, um, you know, how people grow and develop. Right. Uh, a lot of the times you go into jobs and, you know, it's just your job. Right. But as a, as a, the, the, the mindset that I had was like, I didn't just want a job. I wanted to grow. Right. So I think the, the main difficulty I had, especially earlier on is just figuring out how do I grow? Right. How do I apply this and, and how do I take my mindset out of shifting from a student athlete, right? Into shifting into, um, you know, uh, the working class, right? Uh, and, and, you know, I had to do that earlier on. I had a, um, uh, uh, my first son, um, you know, when, when right before I started in Google. So the focus was more so was like the motivation, like, how do I dig myself, uh, you know, out of, again, like the, the uh, life that I grew up in and, and finding that opportunity, right? So it was more so the mindset and how to apply that. I think once I was able to apply that uh, and, and, and I had folks, I had mentors and everything that were able to help uh, open up the door and, and and kind of essentially teach me the game, right? Teach me how to how to maneuver within this industry. Uh, I think that was really, really big. So uh, again, more so was really learning how the business worked, right? It wasn't necessarily the role, right? Because the role to me, it was like, okay, just teach me how to do the role. I'm going to apply that and I'm going to you know exceed whatever expectations you have but that was just doing the actual role the difficulty came in okay how do i ensure that you know i'm advocated for right how, how do i ensure that i have a manager that's looking after me and my career aspirations and also me uh, you know as a as a Pacific Islander in tech where we are very uh, where we are lowly represented how do I ensure that um, I'm provided the same opportunities and, and there's equitable opportunities for me to continue to grow the same as my peers? That mm-hmm.
0: makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. You mentioned something really important. And as while well, we're speaking, questions are coming through, which we'll get to in just a minute. You mentioned something about being underrepresented as mm-hmm. as a community. Um, could you elaborate Absolutely. a little bit more on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Um, a lot of what we're trying to do at Google is essentially build a representative workforce. Right. And what we mean by that is, you know, the way that I like to say it is that like Google is essentially a microcosm of the world, right? Like the, the 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 workforce that we have here, right? We have offices located worldwide, right, in every different region, all through Asia, all through Europe, the Americas, where there's Google located everywhere. And if you think about the products that, that we use, right? whether it's the search engine, whether it's YouTube, whether it's anything like that, the products that we're building are being used by millions and millions of people, right? So the intention of doing that is, how can we build products for people in a certain area if we don't have folks on that team that come from that area that can Mm -hmm. understand those experiences, right? I think one of the main examples that we talk about a lot is YouTube back in the day. Right. When YouTube first transitioned over into mobile, right. You know, the feature now, if you're looking on your phone and you turn it right, the video can turn sideways to fill up the whole screen.
0: Right. Right. Landscape. And, portrait.
1: And exactly. Yep. When YouTube first did that. They didn't have anyone on the team that was left handed.
0: Oh.
1: So when they when we when we released it, the issue for folks that were left handed who are holding their phone that way and turning it, the video is spinning upside down. So if you, just, if, you, if you think of that and, and, and think of how truly important it is to have a representative team building these products that are used by millions of people, right? Like that's now core and essential to our mission, right? So when we're talking about representation, essentially what we do, it's a lot of math that goes into it. Um, we have a lot of, of amazing people that do this research, but they essentially map our entire market, right? So for example if they're looking across the United States, they're looking at at folks that are within the technical industry, we want to understand, okay, what percentage of this industry identifies, right, in my case, as Pacific Islander? Okay, cool. Now, Google, our goal is to ensure that this percentage of our workforce also identifies as Pacific Islander, right? So we, we have actual um, representation goals that are a part of our all-up Google-wide goals of ensuring that we have proper um, race and ethnicity identification uh, representation goals. Um, and again, and that's core in everything that we do.
0: I see. How is that number doing? How is that percentage of representation doing so far in Google um, with Pacific Islanders? um, People yeah. from the Pacific.
1: Yeah, so I mean, as 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 we all know, you know, Pacific Islanders um, already are a, a very very small percentage of the population here in the United States as is, right? Um, I think we're less than you know one percent of the population. So, um, as as far as where we're trending now, um, we are trending towards what those goals are. However, right, it's still a very very small percentage, right? Mm-hmm. And But one of the cool things, where I know that we we are doing this intentionally, is that in 2021, um, that's when Google uh, officially went out and identified, uh, you know, Native Hawaiians and other Pacific Islanders as a core part of our representation goals. Mm-hmm. So, so what that means is, before 2021, we were doing this work, but there was really nothing to measure us against. There was really no goal put in place to ensure that we were building that that representation equitably. Now we've put that into place, right? And that's a big part of what my core role is too, is to ensure that we're building that uh, foundation. So, um, one thing that we do every single year, we do release um, a diversity annual report that will highlight all of the different things that we're doing from a hiring standpoint, from a, uh, a retention standpoint, a growth standpoint, and everything like that. So, overall, we are working towards um, achieving those goals. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's um, it's just a small piece of, of, of the bigger puzzle that we're trying to solve.
0: I see that that should motivate any, uh, if not all, Pacific Islanders who wish to pursue meaningful experiences uh, of growth and 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 you know just the amount of good that you would be doing working for uh, an entity such as Google. We have a question here from. Uh, Uh, Someone on our Facebook Live, so this is being broadcast on multiple platforms, including uh, Facebook. Uh, The question goes, what would be the main thing you recommend a student to do as a preparation for an internship or entry-level job at Google? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, What I would say, first thing is to
1: start on our careers website. So, if you go to google.com slash careers, uh, there's a specific section there for students. And what that section is going to do is that's going to highlight all of our different opportunities and all the different avenues, um, you know, for you to identify the opportunity within tech. And the the thing that I would try to associate it with, my recommendation would be, look at what the requirements are, right? If you click into one of our job openings, You're going to see qualifications, right? And you're going to see it broken down from minimum qualifications to preferred qualifications. Now, what I will say is that those minimum qualifications—they're minimum for a reason, right? Like you need those—you need that experience in order to to uh, to do this role, right? Um, So, what I would say is, any role that you're looking for, identify what those minimum qualifications are and ensure that you have those. Now, if you you don't have those, um, again, find different avenues, right? Uh, You know, Google can be a part of your stepping stone, right? You know, for me, again, you know, Google wasn't my first job out of college, right? I went to uh, a different route before coming into here, but I was able to identify, uh, you know, what those qualifications were and ensure that I applied them effectively. So all all other to say, check out our student site. I'm also very, very comfortable to uh, speaking with anybody as well. All right. please feel free to reach out to me You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my email is kblock at google.com. I, I want to make sure that I'm a, uh, an avenue for you all, too, whether that's talking through things like this or helping guiding you. Uh, I'm more than happy to do any of that.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Kaveh. We had a conversation prior to the beginning of uh, the podcast, and you mentioned uh, something that you're working on in terms of being an avenue to the people of the pacific being an avenue to that uh, 11-year-old uh, son or daughter who's sitting in their room you know dreaming of one day making it uh, mm-hmm. to the big companies that really impact people's lives and mm-hmm. so would you would you share a little bit about that project that you have and your insight yeah. up, on on the main goal the end goal of this project please
1: yeah absolutely and you know i'll start it more so you know again back you know you 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 talked through in my intro you know my my first working with underserved youth uh during my time at ucla right it sparked a passion because again i i was one of those kids right Uh, i was one of those kids that that grew up very poor that did not have a lot of opportunities my mom worked the same job for over 20 years um my first job when i got into google i was already making more than my mom had made right so so understanding that avenue for me the passion, the motivation came from: How do I create opportunities uh, and, and, and try to uh, light a light, right for for those for those kids that were like me? So that was the motivation. Earlier on, when I started at Google, there wasn't the focus on Pacific Islander representation, right? At the time, uh, majority of our focus was was more on other under, underrepresented groups. So while I've always had that passion within me, I didn't know that it would be an avenue here, right? I thought I was just one of the rare one-off ones uh, within tech, but again, uh, you know, it, it took a couple of years pushing really, really hard to get this as a part of our focus. And now, like I said, in 2021, applying that as one of our goals. So what that's done is, is ensure that this is a part of, of, of Google's mission is to ensure Pacific Islander representation. I think what that's rooted in is again, like I said, not only my upbringing, but what I know uh, is, is very common for our people and their upbringing. And again, the, the thing with me, I look back when I was a student, I thought my way to make it out is sports, right? Um, but the problem was, again, I didn't have that plan for what, what if sports don't work. So what we want to try to do, what, you know, what I've been working on here at Google is, you know, we've been growing and, and uh, hiring obviously more uh, Pacifica people within Google. What we're currently working towards is we, we've established a community group, but what we're currently working towards is being officially recognized and identified as a Google employee resource group. And once we do that, um, we will be able to, to be able to push this work uh, a lot further. Uh, we've identified, we've called this group the Pacifica People's Collective. Um, and again, it's, it's a group of myself and about 12 others that are, are that we formed our leadership committee. Um, and really what we're pushing out at this point in time is really the, just the educational piece, right? Trying to tie in the understanding of, you know, who Pacifica people are, right? And and ensuring that we have the proper representation, the proper seat at the table. Because a lot of, you know, what's happened, um, and, and I won't go too far into it, but if we look back into the 80s, uh, you know, once the term Asian American Pacific Islander was coined, right, what that did is naturally group our our cultures together. And I think we all know that, Um, while while I personally stand an ally to our Asian community, um, Pacific Islanders are are, are not that. So a lot of what we've been focusing on recently are how do we ensure that Pacifica people have the proper representation at the table, right? Mm -hmm. So that's being built within Google. And then across the tech industry, what we've also been doing is just intentionally reaching out, right, just by networking, identifying other Pacifica people at other large tech companies, Um, We have constant communication, but what we're looking to do is that when we do, um, you know, events like this, you know, interviews or or, or podcasts like this, or if we go and and speak to schools or anything, we want to come as a a full Pacifica People's Alliance, right, Mm -hmm. to ensure that we're representing tech, because what we want to do is that, like you said, when there's that 11-year-old kid, right, um, or, or that little girl who wants to code and build computers, or whether someone wants to come in and they also want to head uh, our tech recruiting. We want to make sure that they can see people like them, right? I think that was a big thing for me as a kid. I didn't see anyone like me at companies like this, so this was never a thing for me. So what we're trying to do is ensure that we establish that for the youth. um, And and again, we're intentionally working on building that so that we can ensure that we have a network of people um, ensuring that we're here to represent uh, our Pacifica people and make sure that we're opening the door.
0: Man, I have really thoughtful insights on on representation on Google's uh, goal to fully represent the the globe, you know, because they're a service, they're a, they're a global service, and I find it very admiring that they make it a goal to to represent their employees in 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 a global way as well. So that's mm-hmm. that's amazing. Um, Kevin, your your background um, has you know blessed you with certain circumstances, certain experiences that have uh, shaped the way you view life. A lot of people can relate to your experiences because you're Pacific Islander, because you're you're Samoan. You know you're Oso, you're Toko, and you know everyone knows that uh, knows about Samoa. Um, and you 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 were raised by a single mother Uh, she raised three kids single-handedly and to see how far you've come based on where you've been is just you know inspiring you know nothing short of inspiring uh to those who also go through the same thing i myself uh i was i was raised by a single mom uh, and, um, life is different for those of us who are raised by single parents and, uh, you can attest to that, but, uh, where you are right now is a testament that it doesn't matter where you began, but where you're going, that, that truly, Absolutely. you know, matters, um, for those who, who you are currently inspiring, including myself, if you were to, you know, uh, give advice or let's put it this way let's go back to when imagine if we're going back in time we're going back to when you were still 12 probably 13 or 14 maybe 15 and you know knowing all of the trials and all the difficulties that you would have to face to be where you at right now what would you tell that young version of yourself who is just beginning to experience life and who has no idea about the challenges ahead what would you tell this little young boy um what would you encourage him what kind of words of encouragement would you offer um words of encouragement
1: uh oh well, first i will go back and i would i would slap myself up a couple times because um i was a bad little boy <laughs> but um
0: i think we I all think, have our time yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely i think um you know, I look at I would It's very cliche to say, but I wouldn't change any of it, right? Because that it's supposed to be my journey, right? Like those are the experiences I was supposed to go through. So I think if if any encouragement would be to to let myself know that it's okay that I don't know what I don't know, right? It's okay to not have my career planned out as a child, right? It's it's okay to not um, only think that there's one road, right? I think, and I, I say that because. And, you know, as I was going through that, I struggled with that a lot because I thought I was supposed to have it taken care of, right? I thought I was supposed to have that, right? And my avenue, that was sports. So uh, the, the encouragement I would have is, is making sure that I knew it was okay, right? And, and again, I say that because passions can be identified at different times of your life, right? You, you don't need to establish that as a child. Right. So passions, interests and everything, those will evolve as you go along. But what I would say is just ensure that every experience that you're taking, you're ensuring that you're taking that and applying that uh, to whatever next phase of your life. Right. Just to ensure that you're progressing. Right. Because, again, if you're not taking those experiences and learning from them, and applying them, right, uh, essentially going backwards. So um, I would just tell myself, uh, it's okay. you don't got to figure it out.
0: Wow. Thank you very much, Mr. Keave Block. It's Absolutely. It's been a, a privilege and honor and a, a great opportunity to uh, be in this podcast and to have the experience of extracting wisdom that has been developed over many years of uh, special experiences, many years of struggles, and that have eventually led to the pinnacle of, of of where you're at right now and more to come, I believe. Yes. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate having you on with us um, on the podcast. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the BYU Hawaii Ohana uh, before we yeah. move on?
1: Absolutely. I, I just want to uh, continue to, to let you all know that uh, I am definitely an avenue for you all. Right Again, like I said earlier on, I'm a, I'm a normal, I'm a regular Uso, I'm a regular dude. So please feel free to reach out to me if there's anything I can help, any questions that you have, find me on LinkedIn, shoot me an email. Um, I'm happy to help talk with anyone to, to provide any connection points or anything like that. Uh, I really appreciate the time. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure and uh, I'm grateful. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. We would like to express our gratitude to Mr. Kevin Block for his time and uh, for sharing information insights that are useful to those who are with big dreams of making a big impact in the world and who have high hopes of working in, a, in places where, where those those things come true uh google so it's apparent that it's not only just uh those who have background in technology but any kind of field that contributes to technology business finance mathematics, research, please search up uh, um, what Brother has said, and uh, I assure you that if you you seek, you shall find, as the scriptures say. Um, Just to close with a few announcements that we have here, we want to thank our audience on the various platforms, uh, wherever this is broadcasted, for your attention and for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to tune in next Monday as we have Lenny Pippen as our guest for our Mentoring Monday podcast on June 13th at 3 p.m. Again, Hawaii Standard Time. And our Aloha Friday podcast this week, we will be having Nikki Hallbrook as our guest on June 10th at 3 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. My, la- my name is Lionel Funaki. Thank you for joining us. And aloha.